Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be revisiting Star Wars The Force Awakens. So I really enjoyed what J.J. Abrams did with Star Trek. It was a different thing. That's why it's called the Kelvin Timeline, and they're making a fourth one, and I'm glad. I like the casting. I like what he did with the movies, especially the first one. Um, And then he got to do Star Wars that he was a really big fan of. I got to say, I was caught up in the hype when The Force Awakens came out. I really enjoyed the movie in the theaters. I bought the Blu-ray. Enjoyed the next two movies that came out. My resurgence in Star Wars. My love continues. Really enjoy The Mandalorian. Thought The Book of Boba Fett would have been better if they had called it The Mandalorian slash The Book of Boba Fett from the get-go instead of kind of retconning it at the end and going, oh, yeah, this is continuing the story of Mandalorian. (laughs) Does that feel like they changed in the middle? (laughs) That wasn't part of the plan? Maybe. I don't know. These things are filmed so far out. When you're in the middle of filming a season, do you go, okay, this is not working. We're just going to go this other way. I don't know. This is not about the book of, of, of Boba Fett, but I just felt like that had too many flashbacks, and then all of a sudden became The Mandalorian, 2.5. And that's kind of what happened with these three movies. Now, it's been several years since I've watched any of them. Um, of the newer movies made, I think Solo is pretty much the weakest um, even though it has moments in it I really enjoy, and I thought it could have turned out better, but it, it's not terrible. Um, more forgettable, which is the terrible part. And I really liked Rogue One, and I can't wait to rewatch that. That's coming soon. But um, The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker were both released in 4K when they came out, so I picked them up that way but the force awakens was not available in 4k when it originally came out and so back last year on black friday i picked up a ten dollar copy of this movie going to revisit it i remember really liking it and i've seen it several times so i'm very familiar with the story so here we are in the end of february 2022 and i was looking for something to watch on a weekend and went you know i want something with spaceships and things blowing up and, and laser fire and laser swords and that kind of thing why not and so i pulled it out for the first time not watching the series of movies not uh you know i'm just going to watch this as a So I'm watching this as just a movie, you know, taking it on its own. Because usually when I watch something that's part of a trilogy or a greater thing, I I tend to watch them in order, rewatch them all instead of just picking one out of the middle. Lately, I've been going back to some Marvel movies and just picking one out and going, yeah, I'd, I'd really just like to watch this. But for the most part, that's not how I watch some of these trilogy movies. And I have no plans to really revisit the rest of the movies. I just... I had gotten this one on 4K several months ago and it had been sitting there in the plastic. Why not give it a watch? Well, first and foremost, um, it looks great. It's a native 4K transfer. The Dolby Atmos soundtrack is really well. The upgrade was worthy, especially for spectral spectral highlights, everything from lightsabers to explosions, fire, headlights, um, just really eye-wincingly bright lights, which very nice for my display. Um, so the movie looks great, sounds great. But rewatching it now, first thing that hit me first and foremost is they didn't have a plan, did they? 
they were planning to make a trilogy of movies, but I, I think they went, well, we'll make them individually. Because I, I really, it doesn't feel like there was a plan. Watching this now, after all those years, I was hoping to find the seeds planted to explain some of the things that happen in the next two movies. Because I really hadn't watched it this way before, you know. Everything in retrospect, kind of. So what I'm struck by in the movie is the casting is great. Everybody in it is great. It looks great. It sounds. It feels like Star Wars. They did an amazing job in that aspect. But they go a little too far. They they go a too and I, I'm sure the plan was to emulate the George Lucas style. We go from one set piece to another, one chase to another, as we should in a good Star Wars film. But it's like the way that we're introduced to Han Solo and Chewbacca, they've got this big freighter ship and we have this, they're carting these aliens with all the tentacles. And I think that whole 15 minute scene could just be lifted out of the movie and really wouldn't make any difference. It really didn't do anything. I would have liked them to be introduced to slightly different in a poker game, maybe something small. Um, I don't know that watching it now, that just kind of feels out of place. It, it it's good to give them a backstory on what's been going on maybe the last few years, whatever's, you know, transpired since the last time we saw them. But that, so they're they're still smugglers, okay, but they're contraband animals that they don't want to let out. I, I don't know. I, watching that scene, this, it's very cute. It's very action-packed. It's very well done. But the movie's over two two hours and 15, two hours, 16 minutes long, um, they could have lifted that right out. Wouldn't have made much of a difference. But we did have some side quests in Return of the Jedi and a lot in the uh, prequel trilogy. So maybe that was an homage to George Lucas to have a, a scene like that in it. I just... Mm. Had we introduced the whole... I, J.J. Abrams really good at the at the mystery thing, the tease and the mystery. He he's good at it, and I do like the way things play out. How you slowly find out that that Han Solo is Ben's father, but they, maybe they should have. And I'm going to get into spoilers because this movie's been out a while. And man, there's a gazillion YouTube spoiler <laughs> reviews. Um. I think they could have moved the the death of Han maybe to the second movie, just done more with it. It it just doesn't feel feels like it was brought back just to be killed. But then they do bring him back in the third. Whatever, I guess he's a force ghost now. Anyway, there's so much they got right with this movie, but the biggest thing that hurts is not having a plan. They, They knew what they were going to do. They knew they were going to make three movies. Why didn't one person oversee the whole thing and plan it out before they finished the first one so they'd know what they could drop into two and three? They're, they're good at this kind of stuff. Marvel Universe is, you know, next door. <laughs> I think they'd take a few pointers. I don't know. Now I, I almost have to rewatch. The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker to just to see maybe I'm wrong. But smarter people than me have said the same thing, that they just didn't have a plan. And the second movie kind of rewrites things and changes things. And I, I like that it's subversive. When I've rewatched that one, it's been very entertaining. I know a lot of people hate that movie, but 
I dig it. And I did enjoy The Rise of Skywalker. In the theater, it played incredibly. It doesn't play quite as well at home. But in the theater, just on opening night, it was just, oh, my God, all this stuff is happening. It's crazy. And sometimes we have to remember that movies are supposed to be that for that two, two and a half hours you're in the theater. It's not so much rewatching it a hundred times at home. That first time you watch it in the theater, you know, that's what most directors are going for. It's only been modern times we watch things a thousand times that go on YouTube and tell you the end before the, you know, before you, before you wake up, the spoilers are already there for any TV show or movie that's been released these days. These guys have nothing better to do. So watching it now, hmm. I would like to see J.J. Abrams do some kind of science fiction thing on his own. I mean, he's done his own IPs, whether it be Super 8 or whatever. Cloverfield was kind of his invention with some friends. The Cloverfield universe, if you will. But yeah, if he could, I mean, I felt like he kind of did his own thing with Star Trek. He he played to the strengths of what Star Trek is, but he made his own kind of movies there. And those, those are cool movies. They're all very entertaining. I think his two Star Wars movies are really entertaining as well. I think he set up some great things. I just wish there had been the connective tissue to make all three of these feel like a trilogy instead of their three kind of separate stories with some of the same people going through all of them. And a lot of toss-away kind of side quests in each movie. The whole going to the gambling planet in the next movie, that one sticks out. I mean, that just, why? why? Why did that even happen? <laughs> Got to visit some strange planets. It was funny. Some comedian recently said, all the planets in Star Wars have the same gravity. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, true. The Force Awakens did exactly what it was supposed to do. It was a genius marketing move, if nothing else. Does it stand up as a great Star Wars movie? It's an okay Star Wars movie. It's not terrible. But when The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett feel more like Star Wars than a big-budgeted Hollywood film, maybe the people running the show now are it's in the right hands. We'll see what happens going forward with all the other stuff. Obi-Wan looks pretty impressive. Can't wait for that. So I'll let you know if I get to uh, The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. But rewatching this is just a movie on its own. It's got some big set pieces. It's got some great scenes. It's got some great acting in it. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is Adam Driver. I love him. He's a great actor. He really is. I just don't know if he was the guy for this role. I mean, for what they wanted to do with the storyline, yes. Darth Vader was imposing because you figured he was older than the rest of the cast. You know, that he was more seasoned, more traveled, more experienced, more powerful than the rest of them. And Adam Driver, once he takes off the mask, he just kind of comes across as one of them. You know, he's still getting his powers and feeling his way. He doesn't come across as the master that has to be reckoned with. He's like the guy that still has masters and he's still finding his way. And I don't know, maybe that's what they wanted because they wanted that that him thing with him and Ray going on and whatever. But I think maybe the villain would have played better had we had a, a real villain, so to speak. But he does great with the role. No, I, him throwing the tantrums and stuff, it's fantastic. He does a really good job with the role. Everybody does. Really enjoyed it. Just, you know, it's, it's, as a Star Wars film, I still go back to the first three and especially the first two.
I'm old school that way. I really like The Mandalorian. This is The Way. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thanks for taking time out to listen to a review of a movie you've already watched a few times. Maybe we touched on a few things you haven't touched on yet. More podcasts are on the way. Thank you for listening to this one. Have a great day.